Hello, and welcome to the Christ Church Cathedral Podcast. This is the sermon from our past Sunday, recorded live from the cathedral. We hope these words will really speak to your heart and mind. May the words of my lips and the meditations of all our hearts be always acceptable in your sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Amen. Well, when people ask me, uh, how do you find the cathedral, um, I, I found myself pausing. Hard to know quite how to respond, to be honest. Uh, yes, I, I, I'm loving being with you. A- and yes, our family, Lynn, my wife, who teaches in St. Catharines, and Sophie, 12, uh, just begun grade 7, and Felicity, uh, 9, uh, going, uh, she's begun grade 4. Um, We're all really enjoying life in the hammer, as I understand locals call it. Only after more than eight months with you, I've only met in person a tiny percentage of you. It's weird. This morning almost feels like my first Sunday. So I want to begin by saying thank you. Thank you for being here this morning. Thank you for your welcome and for the many kindnesses that you've shown both to our family and to me personally. And thank you for all the ways in which so many of you in the midst of a pandemic are stepping up and stepping up to ensure that the wonderful mission and ministry of our community at 252 James North is continuing unabated. God bless you. And I need you to know that I feel incredibly blessed. We feel incredibly blessed as a family to be able to share this wonderful journey of faith with you. Please know we're in this together. And by God's grace, we are going to see this through together. Together with God and together with each other. Yes, it's a time of new beginnings. Yes, it's a time of significant transition. And yes, it remains a time of significant and considerable uncertainty. And and we can experience the whole gamut of emotion in response to that, can't we? Excitement and some trepidation, hope and despair, anticipation, and maybe some very real frustration. So whatever you may be feeling as we navigate the significant transition at our beloved cathedral, as we endure this relentless pandemic, as we respond globally to numerous climate crises, as we face political instability in an upcoming election, please know, please know that you're not alone. We are in this together. Yes, it's a really challenging period. You're not imagining that. At the same time, we love and worship a God who assures us that in the midst of it all, God is always with us, always with us, that God will never leave us, never abandon us, and that the same God, the same God who loves us so much, equips us and empowers us 
to be there for each other. And especially for those who are vulnerable. This morning's gospel is from Mark. It's an important passage. Not only for the role it plays in Mark's gospel, but because it does a couple of things. It helps us to understand better what this God who is always with us in Jesus is like. And it also helps us understand better what God's life living in us, in you personally and in our life together as a community, what that life looks like. Now, there's been this tension building in Mark's gospel. Mark, Mark is a great storyteller. You know, we as a reader, we, we know who Jesus is because we've been told that right back in the first verse of Mark's gospel, that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. The demons know who he is. Only Jesus' disciples don't. That is up until this morning. Kind of like watching a movie where we know something that the main characters don't know. We're just itching to tell them. And, and we're getting really antsy what might happen if they don't get to find out. So it's almost a relief. This morning, when Peter gets this flash of insight and bursts out, you are the Messiah. You're not just a prophet. You're the one whom God has chosen and anointed to deliver us from all that grinds us down in life. And that delivering from all that grinds us down in life just didn't happen 2,000 years ago. That happens today. It happens now. It happens right here. Finally, we're thinking. Finally. Someone's God who this Jesus really is. Only has Peter? Have we? You know, Peter's almost like the guy who got his sight restored in the, in the story just before the one we've heard this morning. Sure, the man with the restored sight sees again, but things still aren't clear. People look like trees to him walking around. Peter gets Jesus' title right. It's not quite so clear on what that title means. So, so when Jesus starts talking, when he starts talking not about the road to glory, but the road to the cross and about betrayal and rig trials and, and torture and execution, Peter starts feeling really threatened. He, he pulls Jesus aside and dresses him down. What are you on about, man? This can't happen to you. And Jesus responds, well, it's his turn to give Peter a dressing down. Peter, get out of my way. Satan, get lost. You have no idea how God works. You know, got to be honest with you. It's not only Peter's way of seeing Jesus that Jesus challenges. Jesus challenges this morning our way of seeing him too. It's not that Peter's slow. He knows that 
opposition to Jesus' building, that the religious brass are plotting and scheming. No, no news flash to him that Jesus' future is fraught with danger. What Peter just can't seem to get his head around is that Jesus is telling him as simply and as clearly as Jesus Christ possibly can that the Son of Man must, has to, undergo great suffering and be rejected and be killed. That all this plotting and scheming that Peter's so aware of is actually part of God's plan for the Messiah. It's not something that's catching God off guard. And truth be told, I'm guessing, if you're anything like me, that most of us are far more okay with Peter's understanding of the Messiah and who that Messiah should be than with who Jesus actually is. I get Peter's angst this morning. We want a God who's strong. We want a God who's going to bless our plans for our life. We want a God who gets rid of pandemics, who can reset the climate dial with a click of God's fingers, who does God's best to get our political party elected, who helps us find a parking place when we're circling the cathedral. Not the kind of God this morning that Jesus offers. Instead, Jesus points to a God who meets us when we are at our lowest. A God who knows all about rejection and vulnerability and unfathomable pain because this God has lived it. A God who comes to us when everything we thought we could rely on in life just seems to be falling apart. Whether it's our career, our partners, our kids, our health, our retirement package. When we're faced with our utter frailty as human beings and our inability to pull ourselves up by our bootstraps, Jesus this morning presents a God who embraces us and holds us right where we are. A God who gets us, who, who raises us up and doesn't tear us down. That's the God Jesus reveals to us this morning. And in this pivotal, and I say it's a pivotal passage in Mark's gospel, Jesus first is helping his followers see who he really is. And then he goes to lay out plain and simple what's involved in being a follower of this God. And so he talks about denying ourselves and taking up our cross and following him. Now, most of us, truth be told, probably tune out when we hear words about denying ourselves, taking up our cross and following him. And perhaps it's because, as David Lowe puts it, we have a Weight Watchers view of what Jesus is talking about when he talks about self-denial and cross-bearing. 
Then when Jesus talks about our denying ourselves and taking up our cross, we, we think that it's about saying no to things we actually really like to do. Or that it's about putting on a brave face when, when curveballs are thrown at us in life. Well, this is just my cross to bear. I, I don't think Jesus is talking about that at all. I think Jesus is simply saying a lot of what we are told will give us life doesn't give us life at all. We're being sold a bill of goods. Whether it's more stuff or more recognition or more status, that somehow we need to die to this to see beyond what passes for life to that real life that God long to gift each of us. That life is not something we've got to go out there and get for ourselves that we have to earn or win. That real life, like love, is not something that we hoard, but something we share. And that the more life we give, the more life we receive. That as I'm discovering as a husband, it's in loving someone that we discover what love is. And that, as I'm discovering as a parent, it's in seeking to fulfill others' needs that our own deepest needs are met. Please know how grateful I am and we are to be with you. I can't wait to meet more of you for us to get to know each other, to continue to lis listening to your hopes and dreams for our life here at the cathedral. I pray that together, by God's grace, we might be the community of compassion and hope that this world, that this neighborhood of Jamesville is not only so desperate to see, but to experience. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Thanks for listening. This podcast is a production of Christ's Church Cathedral. Our original theme and audio engineering are done by Eduardo Farias. For more information, go to cathedralhamilton.ca. We hope you would join us again soon. Have a blessed day.